GM, I'm Matthew Diemer, and this is GM from Decrypt. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Thursday, February 16th, 2000. 23. Got a couple emails from listeners. First was from Rusty, and Rusty said, was watching some of the dust shorts on YouTube. Thanks for the suggestion. I appreciate all sci-fi and watch all sci-fi that I come across. And you're probably wondering why Rusty wrote in with that, because earlier this week I told you about Stephen Graves, who is my colleague, and he's also a creator filmmaker, and he had a sci-fi short purchased by Dust and is on Dust's YouTube channel. It's called A Stitch in Time. And, uh, well, anyway, I like Dust because they have a lot of independent creators, small filmmakers. Dust then goes in and purchases their content and then puts it on YouTube. Anyway, so if you're a sci-fi fan, look at the channel Dust, D-U-S-T, on YouTube if you like sci-fi. Also got an email from Mike. He said it's settled. What is settled, Mike? He said BUSD is not a security. So he asked ChatGPT, showed me the screenshot of it. I'm not going to read the whole thing for you, but basically ChatGPT says... At the end there, BUSD is a stablecoin that's value is pegged to the dollar and it's not considered a security. Securities are defined as financial instruments that represent an ownership stake in a company or a promise of future profits. BUSD is not a security. So thanks, Mike, for doing the hard work and asking ChatGPT. I appreciate it. Now, let's get into those crypto prices. And the time is 9.06 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $24,393, up 7.4% in 24 hours. Ethereum's at $1,672, up 5.8 in 24 hours. Tether's number 3, Binance is up to 316, up 4% in 24, and USDC is number 5. Running off the top 10, we have XRP, BUSD, Cardano, Matic in the number 9 spot, up 7% in 24 at 136, and Doze dropped to the number 10 spot, but it's also up 1.3%. The total market cap is up 5.3%, it's at $1.1 trillion, a BTC dominance of 42.7, and an F dominance of 18.6, and we have some price news. So a lot of people are saying, why is Bitcoin mooning right now? Well, a lot of people are pointing to this new NFT ordinals. And yesterday we had 535 NFTs from D-Gods minted on the Bitcoin network, the Bitcoin blockchain. If you guys don't know D-Gods, D-Gods are the most valuable NFT on Solana. And so what happened was, is these NFTs were inscribed on the Bitcoin blockchain in a single block. The project's creator, who goes by Frank, said this, Bitcoin is the best brand in the world, just as pristine as it gets. It's the most well-known and truly as simple and as powerful as it gets. And the mission statement is and never has been corrupted, right? It's like global sound money. That's so powerful. 
aligning ourselves with the best brand in crypto is a no-brainer at any given point in time. So what are ordinals? Well, ordinals is a unique way of inscribing NFTs like media and assets to the Bitcoin blockchain by connecting them to a single Satoshi. So a lot of people are equating the rise in Bitcoin price with these new, in air quotes, NFT-like products on the Bitcoin blockchain. Also, Floki is mooning. It's up around 50% in 24 hours, thanks to Odaddy Elon. Moving into our headlines today, men's fashion brand GQ has launched their first ever NFT collection featuring 1,661 algorithmically generated pieces. The collection is dubbed GQ3 Issue 001, Change is Good. Each NFT will be sold at a price of 0.1957F or around $330 at the current prices. The collection kicks off on March 8th. This isn't the first time a high-profile media outlet joined the NFT game. But we had Vogue Singapore, Fortune Money, they launched their NFTs in August of 2021. Rolling Stone, they released two NFT drops with Bored Ape. And New York Times, they raised about a half million dollars with their NFTs in March of 21. And The Economist raised around $420,000 or so with their Alice in Wonderland themed DeFi rabbit hole cover. So are you going to pick up these GQ NFTs? I certainly am not. <laughs> Let me know if you do. Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. The United States is tightening down their regulatory scrutiny in the crypto sector, and Binance is on warning, and they're pointing out gaps in Binance's compliance efforts. According to Chief Strategy Officer Patrick Hillman, the software engineers who help the exchange grow are mostly unfamiliar with laws and rules surrounding bribery, corruption, and money laundering. This will likely result in fines for Binance, but Binance looks like they're ready for it. According to Hillman, while it's hard to estimate the size of the fines or when the exchange might reach a possible resolution, it will be a good moment for the company because it allows us to put it all behind us. So what they're saying is they're waiting for the fine, whatever it is, they're going to pay it, and let's just get all this stuff behind us so we can continue to build and offer a product. This is a very interesting story. War has begun between two leading NFT marketplaces. Well, one up-and-coming NFT marketplace and the leader. On Wednesday, NFT marketplace Blur, we, we talked about Blur in their airdrop yesterday, Blur, they announced that they will enforce full creator royalties for any collection that blocks trading on OpenSea. Blur, it launched last October, and it didn't fully honor the creator royalties. So basically, a creator could set a royalty between 5 and 10%, but it didn't mean that they were going to get that. The platform enforces a 0.5% minimum creator royalty. Blur announced today, however that it would enforce any royalty fee requested by an NFT project creator, as long as that creator blocks their collection on OpenSea. So basically they're saying, you're a creator, you come on Blur, you want 10%, you want 15%, you want 5% creator royalties, we're gonna make sure you get that if it's only on Blur and you're exclusive to this exchange. Block it on OpenSea. Because OpenSea does not enforce creator royalties. Basically, if you're a creator, what is a royalty? Let's go back over that. If you're an NFT creator or an artist and you create an NFT, what you want to do is be able to get a royalty on every time it's bought or sold or traded, right? So let's just say you have 5% royalty and then it's sold for $100, then it's sold for $100, and then sold for $100, right? Well, you got 5%. You just earned $15 off of that. So basically it's saying it's my creation. I'm the, I'm the artist. I'm the brain behind all of this. You own it. It is yours, but at least pay me for my work and all of this extra trading and all this value created from my work. 
I think that's fair. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Blur said this, creators that whitelist on both OpenSea and Blur should be able to earn royalties on both platforms. Today, OpenSea automatically sets royalties as optional when they detect trading on Blur. We would like to welcome OpenSea to stop this policy so new collections can earn royalties everywhere. OpenSea also has a 2.5% platform trading fee for any sale. So basically, if you have market dominance, you could just start charging fees everywhere. It's kind of like, um, you remember when Airbnb just got started and it was so cheap, so much cheaper than hotels. And now when you add up cleaning fees and taxes and Airbnb fees, it's like you're paying 50 to almost 100% more for the place that you're staying at. It's just ridiculous. And why are you paying so much more? Because they have dominance. You want Airbnb? You go to Airbnb. <laughs> it's what it is. There's really no other option. I mean, you could use other platforms that are like Airbnb, but Airbnb has the most stock. So you're going to go there to find what you're going to use or you're going to go to a hotel. So here's my issue with this. I know you want my opinion. I love royalties. That was like the whole thing about NFTs and DeFi is that you're able to charge these royalties and the creator can always get credit and paid for their work. But I'm always skeptical of these up and coming companies to try to take market share away from these bigger companies. I think it's always good but that they're going to live up and stick with that ethos that they create. So what I'm trying to say right now is Blur comes up and says, hey, we're going to give creator royalties. We're going to do all these things. You know, the fees on our platform is cheaper than OpenSea. And so all you guys come over here. And so everybody goes over to Blur. And then just because they, they get market dominance or they become bigger, they start taking away royalties. They start making the trading fees higher. And so basically they just turn into OpenSea. Now I know everybody says, well, that's what competition is. OpenSea come in here and change the game themselves. Or we can have somebody new come into the game and undercut in price and give royalties back to artists and so on and so forth. So that's free market. That's competition. That's innovation. I get it. I wish there's a way for these companies to be held to what they say for the longevity of their platform or the product. I also really want to use Blur because what they could be doing is trying to make OpenSea play on an even playing field when it comes to the fees and creator royalties. And then once they're on an even playing field and creators are listing in both places, Blur and OpenSea, and having that same playing field when it comes to fees and royalties, then they're going to see that Blur is a better product. And that could be their game as well. And I think that's an interesting strategy if that's the case is they're forcing OpenSea to play their game and their product is actually better. By the way, Blur is up 25% in 24 hours. It's at $1.02. Remember yesterday I said it was around 60, 70 cents? Well, it just mooned. And so basically, if you got an airdrop for a million dollars in tokens, well, you have about 1.3 now. Good job. And finally, the SEC just tweeted this. We at the SEC just proposed to expand and enhance the role of qualified custodians when registered investment advisors custody assets on behalf of investors. Through our rule, investors would get the time-tested protections and qualified custodians they deserve. This proposal will expand the role of qualified custodians in relation to registered investment advisors who hold assets on behalf of their clients. Gary Ginsler put out a press release and here it is summarized. The current custody rule was updated in 2009, but the SEC was guaranteed new authorities in 2010 following the financial crisis and Bernie Madoff's frauds. 
This new proposal will extend the rule to cover all asset classes that an advisor may custody, including privately issued securities, real estate, and derivatives, as well as all crypto assets. The proposal enhances the protections investors receive, requiring advisors to properly segregate their clients' assets and obtain reasonable assurances from qualified custodians to do the same. The proposal also requires advisors and qualified custodians to enter into written agreements that would help guarantee the custodian's protections and enhance requirements for foreign financial institutions that serve as qualified custodians. These safeguards would apply to discretionary trading and advisors would be required to use qualified custodians that provide bankruptcy remoteness. And I know you're asking, what is bankruptcy remoteness? Bankruptcy remoteness is a legal arrangement that aims to protect assets from being seized in the events of bankruptcy or insolvency. Well, SEC Commissioner Hester Peirce had some criticisms. She wrote this in a press release. First, there's not enough time to analyze all aspects of the proposal, and the implementation timeline is too short. Second, the proposal rule's workability raises concerns, such as getting custodians to enter into written agreements, which is a departure from current industry practice. Third, the proposed approach to crypto custody expands the custody requirements while likely shrinking the ranks of qualified crypto custodians, which could leave investors in crypto assets more vulnerable to theft or fraud. Fourth, the release seems designed for immediate effect, and the proposed rule's sweeping statement about most crypto assets being securities seem to be part of a broader strategy. And finally, the proposed rule is jurisdictional and proposes to dictate contract provisions involving entities the commission does not regulate. Thank you for listening to this episode of GM. I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, really quick, I get a lot of DMs and a lot of emails about the train wreck in East Palestine, Ohio, and how close I am to it. I am 100 miles northwest of that. First of all, it's a disaster. I hope everybody has the means to get out of there. There's toxic chemicals being leaked into the ground, the groundwater. Uh, the air is polluted. Things are burning over the place. People's eyes are burning. Get out if you can. I hope people get out, and I hope people have the means to get out. Uh, but I am 100 miles northwest of East Palestine. And if you're from Ohio, you know that we usually have west to east winds. It's either coming from Canada, blowing down to the southeast, or it's coming from the south and blowing up to the northeast. So me being west of that situation, uh, very slim chance that anything in the air is going to be blown our way. It's probably being all blown east. And so since being blown east, please, if you're in Pittsburgh as well or anywhere in Pennsylvania or east of East Palestine, uh, take caution. I know that the Pittsburgh area shares the same water shed as East Palestine. So make sure you're filtering your water. Double filter it. Just don't trust that it's going to be okay. And I uh, hope that everybody is safe. But thank you, everyone, for writing in and asking about my well-being. I appreciate you. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone.